This week on a Quick Timeout Plus newsletter, we're looking at Kelvin Sampson's Houston Cougars defense, diagrams and film of two of the Cougars' core four principles. Those of you who are members received in last week's newsletter a breakdown of Nate Oates' adapted five-out offense, as well as some of the best X's and O's from the first round of the NCAA tournament. You can become a member of a Quick Timeout Plus newsletter for just $5 per month and $40 for the entire year. To sign up, you can become a member of a Quick Timeout Plus newsletter for just $5 per month or $40 for the entire year. To sign up, click the link found in the show's description. Welcome into Hoop Swarm, a production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and I'm joined once again this week by my co-host, Randy Sherman. Big thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. Your players, parents, fans, they'll all love the 323 Sports $55 team packs. Each pack includes a short sleeve tee, long sleeve tee, performance short, and a heavy, heavyweight hoodie with your school's branding. To find out more, visit 323sports.com or you can contact a sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your basketball program. Randy, most coaches here into the season Mm -hmm. season has come to a close or will be coming to a close whether they want it to or not here over the next week or two Mm -hmm. what was the process for you personally in kind of bringing a season to a close yeah i think yeah we're at the time of year playoffs college high school level um you know professional ball still got a, a while but um yeah teams more and more teams get eliminated every night. So we're, we're at that crossroads where one season ends and um, another continues for the winning team. But um, I would say, I think, I think there are two types of coaches. Some that like after they lose need some time away. Like I've just kind of like was immersed in it for five or six months or whatever, and never even looked up. And I, I kind of don't, I don't even want to hear a ball bounce for a week or two or longer maybe and and then there are some who are just right away ready to go just sort of like um you know so i would say if if wherever you fit on that spectrum just kind of honor that and and if you need to to sort of like man i don't even want to talk about basketball for another month or two or but that's fine too just just uh just lean into that and honor that whatever your feeling is but when you are ready to sort of pivot toward the next season, I think there are some ideas that uh, that I did um, a little bit of a looking back project where I sort of evaluated our play um, statistically. Kind of start with start with a spreadsheet, the raw numbers, and just sort of look at kind of what jumps out as our biggest weaknesses and. And things like that and then sort of like take that knowledge and marry it with the film reviews that you do uh, of your team and, and almost like self-scout your team and and uh with with that sort of like now you've got sort of some some metadata if you will a full season's worth of data to look back on, on your team's performances and 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 really decide were we bad at something by design? Like we just decided we weren't going to care about that or are we bad at something because we didn't address it or, or is it, was it our undoing or was something else? Um, I personally felt that getting a little distance from the season, even if it was just two weeks or something like that, sort of helped me do that a little bit more objectively. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's 
that's again, personal preference, but uh, our season usually kind of ran right up against the end of it. The end of it ran right up against spring break. So I would sort of like, all right, maybe a week before spring break and then spring break and then, okay, I'm ready to, ready to get back on the grind, you know? So um, yeah, I think beginning statistically marrying that knowledge with the film and seeing if what matches up, um, you know, one thing I might do is, is um, kind of like maybe should have been done before the season is have me and my staff sort of like make a prediction. Like I predict at the end of the year, we're going to be 25 and five and get to the regional quarterfinals or we're going to be 500 team or whatever, make a prediction, write that down, lick an envelope, seal it and come back and revisit it and see if there was a discrepancy between your expectations and the actual outcome and sort of then begin the detective work of unpacking whether we did, we did way better than I thought we would, or we did way worse than I thought we would, or did, you know, and sort of like what the reasoning behind that, here's what I thought and here's what happened. And could we explain that? Yeah, that's good. A couple of thoughts came to mind, um, you know, taking the break, I think probably for all of us, depending on how long that is, like you said, a couple of days or a couple of weeks is, is good to some degree. Um, I've yeah. always tried to kind of like balance though in my mind, um, you know, for me personally, and then also from the player's perspective, if I wait too long, there's almost like this disconnect in there. Um, mm -hmm. I've also found sometimes there's like I end the season, but I may not necessarily end it with my players. And so it's just kind of like it kind of just fades off into nothingness. Yeah. And, uh, I do think there can maybe be something for having kind of like a definitive end to a season. Okay. Uh, even, if, even if it's not like immediately, uh, yeah. but like I do think your players maybe sometimes can benefit from that. We'll kind of come back to like the postseason evaluation okay. because I know that kind of like typically bookends um, a season for a lot of programs when they have those meetings and then that's the end of it type of thing. So I don't know if any of that was helpful, but those are just kind of some random yeah. thoughts that, that come into my mind uh, about the end of the season. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just the box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats, lineup data, VPS, and, of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, Assist brings your stats to life. Combined with the HD quality, automatically captured film from the Huddle Focus smart camera, Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's huddle.com slash assist to find out more. You mentioned, you know, most time for you personally, but I also know you work with your ramp coaches as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe some things that you've heard that they do steps to end a season or maybe even some things that you've um, encouraged them to think about you know you mentioned the looking at the film and the data and that kind of thing but um, any ideas or thoughts from them sure I would say some of the interesting things some of the coaches I'm working with do is sort of when they do those sort of like film married with statistical evaluations they're breaking it down into kind of subcategories, like meaning um, 
let's look at the stats from our maybe they played like two or three postseason uh you know playoff games maybe even four i've got state semifinals or national tournament or something like that um let's look at those and and pull that data and that film out um other sort of i guess that's what i'm trying to say is like taking that project I mentioned of looking at your stats and your and marrying it with film and breaking it down into like our eight losses, our uh, performance against the best five teams on our schedule. Uh, and then pulling, you know, doing what you need to do to click and toggle that or whatever it's statistically to pull that data apart from the sort of all season data, which might get a little muddy because, you played the last place team twice and you had two big blowout wins or, or you got big blown out a couple times. Like those stats are, those really muddy the water sometimes. So like, um, you know, our games that were decided plus or minus whether we won or lost within five points or something like that, like look at those statistics to sort of maybe get a, what might be a truer picture of, one, what your team actually was capable of. Two, where your weaknesses are when you filter out all the muddy water that, th like, this is what we're, where our weaknesses are when we were kind of on the court with good competition, like similar competition, things like that. So I guess that's one thing I've seen coaches do that, um, that really um, – I don't know, maybe is a little bit of a deeper, more nuanced uh, evaluation. Some of them get right on their player um, player interviews, postseason interviews. I think we're going to talk more about that in a moment. Some of them get right on scheduling, like for the next year. Um, but I think this doing doing sort of like this sort of like evaluative performance could help you with either one of those projects, like scheduling or your player you know, end of year meetings with players. I feel like during the season, there's just, it's just so busy that you don't necessarily always have the opportunity to take the deep dive. And because of that, you're not really able to identify maybe some patterns or some things that you would have otherwise been able yeah. to. Uh, you got another game. So you're yeah. automatically turning to the next opponent. And yeah. Yeah. And, and then, like you said, that, that can really kind of give you, you thought something was true, but then it's not really. And then that could that could very much impact, like you said, the postseason evaluations or even decisions that you're going to make going forward in regards to, you know, systems of play or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so let's do talk about the postseason evaluation, kind of that process. Um, okay. You maybe either have personally gone through and you like the way that you did it or have watched other coaches do. Um, what have you found to be some effective ways of helping your players then kind of take the next step for that next year or the off season. I, I don't want to repeat myself, um, but I feel like doing some of that statistical work and, and, and having a meet individual meetings with players that sort of like after I've done that work or, or as I'm doing it, if maybe if you, if time doesn't permit to, um, to sort of, talk individually to a player, like, here's the good things you did this season. Here's, here's some negative things. And then let's develop an off season plan to sort of, um, you know, help you overcome some weaknesses, help you lean into your strengths, 
and uh, and kind of like get a sense from them what their uh, you know what their plan is and what their perspective is as a player. Like I've I've noticed this is um, sort of like a lack of self awareness sometimes can be a stumbling block for a lot of players. Meaning like they don't really know what kind of player they are. They you ask them what their strengths and weaknesses are. And they'll tell you an answer, but you're like, what? Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's not what's happening, what I'm seeing, and it's definitely not what the statistics bear out. Um, so maybe we can cut through some of that lack of self-awareness using some of the tools I've already mentioned about evaluating team and individuals. Um, yeah, that I think that's a, a big-time thing with, with coaches of the ability to sort of like shoot your players straight about – you're only benefiting them by telling them this is what you're good at. This is what you're not good at. You know, obviously you want to be, you know, tactful with that feedback, but, but like, this is what you're not good at right now, but here's what we're going to do to improve it. Here's what I would like to see you do to improve it. What is your plan to address that? Um, Those sort of things. Um, I tried to get a sense of what their plan was as far as I coached at the high school level. So, what their plan was for playing in the off season, whether that be on a club team or, or not, or whether they were going to play another sport um, in the off season instead of basketball um, that can definitely impact some, you know, some, some uh, variables. If they're, if they're a multi-sport athlete um, at the college level, you don't deal with that. But um so I just tried to get a sense of 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 their their um, their what was going to be their involvement in basketball through the rest of the spring, summer, fall, et cetera. Um, that helps me know whether I can expect them to come to me a different player or have improved in these sort of weak, weaker areas. We usually give them like a page sheet, and I think with the accessibility and availability of advanced stats, not just regular stats. You know, if, if regular stats are all you have, that's at mm-hmm. least better than nothing. But especially with the advanced stats, I think to your point, um, they may be they may not understand exactly what they're good at or what they're not good at, and that kind of lays it out a little bit better. I know, and even some of the advanced software, you even get categories like you know, sure. you're rating excellent, you're rating above average, you're rating poor, you're rating whatever, and that will allow you to then put together a specific plan. The less specific plan you have, don't be surprised when they come back and they're not very good, or they're not much better. Yeah, and, and another thing I left. I noticed too was as a coach, it's it's a hard job to sort of balance the role of coach of the program and also the one responsible for individuals like Mm -hmm. it's almost like you've got to be tom Izzo and drew hanlon right like you got to be the coach of the team and sort of like an individual player development Mm -hmm. person as well um that's a hard balance to get right because you've got this need and this need and the sum of its parts is what makes a good team anyway so I typically didn't focus much in our spring workouts on team tactics, X and O's, new offense, new defense. I got my Drew Hanlon on with player like skill development sessions. And, and that's, I felt like that was the best time to do it because we don't have any impending meeting uh, 
meaningful competition. We may have a spring league or summer league, but this is this is the the uh, time if you're going to sort of like turn the dial up on sort of like skill individual work that I chose to do that. Yeah, that's good. We'll talk later on maybe about individual workout, skill workout, another episode. But I do want to keep it here with the postseason evaluation. Did you do yeah. anything similar to what we just described with your staff, or have you seen others do that with their staff? And if so, what did that involve? Yeah, I have. Um, I, w- I spent some time as an assistant athletic director. I spent some time as a as obviously a head basketball coach, and part of that, part of what came with that from our athletic director was that coaches do, you know, sort of a formal evaluation of their staff. And so if I received a formal evaluation from my superior, so uh, yeah, I, I think that's, again, you're, if you're able to be candid and forthright and, and, and um, that's, that can only help an organization, whether it's a basketball organization, a business, a government or whatever, like, I've got to be able to be candid and present feedback in a, in a tactful manner to help us improve. And I did the same thing with coaches, written evaluation in different, you know, communicates professionalism, you know, one through five, all that, all this kind of stuff for like some formal paperwork that our school district needed. But um, also just, I wanted our coaches to know, I, I want you to, to grow as a coach Here's how I think you're great. Here's what I think your strengths are for you to be sort of like the total package as the coach. Here's some areas that I'm going to um, say you need some improvement in, but I'm going to piggyback that with the next step is, is I'm going to almost like sink or swim you. Meaning if, if you're not comfortable speaking in front of the, you know, the varsity team, cause you're the JV coach, well, I'm going to put you in front of the varsity team, put you in charge of a drill, and I'm not going to shield you from that because you're, all I'm doing is prolonging the length of time that you as a coach have to live with that weakness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want to get that done. I want to shorten the length of time that you have to live with weakness, and I'm going to put you in that situation. Well, you you may not like it, but it's for your own good. Mm-hmm. So, um our, our coaching evaluation was about the team and the program and all about how I could weaponize my human resources to bring us closer to using every resource we have to, towards developing our players into better people, better players, and a better program. One thing that I've observed from even our head coach, uh, I knew him before he coached at the college level and coached at the high school level, and something mm-hmm. that I thought was really great about what he did with his spring and summer ball when they went away to camps, he allowed them to be able to do most, if not all, of the coaching, and he actually sat on the sidelines and evaluated them and good, the team, good. and and that allowed them to immediately put into action the things that you just talked about. And I think that what he saw was then when he came back, he had a better staff because they had been given the opportunity in the summertime to do those things and work on those things that, that they had discussed previously. And I think that's one of the advantages with, with us playing so much ball year round now that you do have those spring leagues and multiple summer leagues. And then you go away to camp and some of you have three teams at camp, you have an ABC team mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. like put your staff in charge of those teams so that they can do those things. And I think you will find then it will benefit you and your program when you guys all come back together in the fall. 
there was a time in my coaching journey when I wanted to be the only authority and the only voice, the only authority. I was probably self-conscious about my inexperience. I was there, there could, there's probably a lot of deep layers as to why (laughs) I felt that way. But man, when I sort of grew out of that and started having, you know, putting a coach that was, you know, in, in charge of things and more, more vocal and, and sort of had some, that, that helps so much to have like, um, almost like a, a, uh, a distribution of power among the, the coaching staff to where it wasn't like, I don't got to listen to him or her, that coach, they're just an assistant or they're, they're just the freshman coach. But I, I really tried to, um, to grow out of that as a coach. So, yeah. um, yeah. I think, I think the main thing I did there with coaches is, is like another thing I didn't mention is like, what are your goals as career wise? Like as a coach, if it was a young coach just out of college, like, do you someday want to be a head coach or does that not interest you? And so, um, getting the, an idea of, okay, if you say you want to be a head coach someday, um, here's, here's some things that, that you, you aren't getting to do that, that you'll need to be able to do. Let me, I I felt it was just professional courtesy to those people, to those coaches, to, to help them develop those skills that would make them more comfortable when they did get their own program. That's good. Okay. So like, what's next? Like where, where would you suggest a coach go from here? From here, um, after your little mini vacation, I would say um, take all that you've learned from your evaluation process um, and uh, with both program and players and chart out an, uh, uh, an off-season program that, that meets needs head on. Um, again, for me personally, other coaches may do it different. I, I focused on the individual player development and athletic development during the spring and uh you know late spring off season we we didn't talk about our plays and our offense and our you know uh defense that much we we talked mainly about skill development because i felt like this is the time of the year to really hone in so for me personally that's what i did this time of year um if you've done some of the evaluations and you've just decided that, you know, we gave it a fair shot, whether it be an offense, that defense or, or style of play or, or even a practice planning template or something like that. We gave it a fair shot. We didn't abandon it. We didn't pull the rip cord. The first sign we, we gave it a fair shot. One, two, three seasons. We've done this. And it's like, if there is some kind of wholesale changes, it, in that case, it might behoove you to go ahead and get started on connecting with experts in, in a, an area that you feel that you might want to move towards, um, doing some planning and research to where you feel comfortable, um, you know, kind of like taking the program in a new direction tactically. You got to feel comfortable with that first. So this is a kind of an off-season investiga- investigation period, perhaps. Uh, get, get busy on scheduling. I know that may not, that's not sexy work, really, but but uh, I always felt like 
getting getting right to work on that that's that would be another what's next so so our our season next year kind of i don't know i start to sort of i'm able to visualize what that's going to be like and and uh so those are some what next decide what we're going to do in the summer camps summer league strength and conditioning program uh nail all that down uh yeah that's good. I, I mentioned the earlier kind of the ramp program, and I know that um, we've talked about that before. Can you kind of talk to them about that program and kind of uh, that may be one of the resources, you know, even if it's not that particular, yeah. like working with other coaches and, and things that you've the benefits that you've seen from from that? Yeah, I've I've been doing this. This is I'm now wrapping up my eighth season of serving as a sort of a mentor, a counselor and advisor to coaches. Um most of most of whom it were blog readers, Twitter followers, YouTube subscribers who who heard about the program, reached out to me, and now I've, I've, I've sort of like been brought along on their coaching journey. And um, man, this year's been great. We've had some coaches, some still playing in like state championship games, state semifinals, uh, just unbelievably good uh, seasons. So. Um, yeah, it's just a program where I just sort of lend my eyes and ears and thoughts and ideas to coaches. I listen to their needs and connect them with other coaches in similar coaching situations across the country and and uh, and just work together to help everyone achieve their goals. And uh, yeah, just go to radiusathletics.com and you'll you'll you can find me, reach out to me and and uh, learn about the program. Um I think the main benefit sort of this time of year of sort of that network of coaches that has been brought together through my ramp program is if, if you're wanting to make a change, you're investigating, Oh man, we want to switch from zone to man or man to zone or, you know, five out to Princeton or something is, is you'll find another coach somewhere who's probably either done that or is doing that to sort of like, borrow from their experience to maybe accelerate your own learning curve so and if it's something i don't personally have a lot of great experience with i'll say hey i don't i'm not the guy for that but this coach i work with in florida is and here's his email or connect with him you know like i think that's a uh that's a that's a really hidden benefit that that's been helpful to a lot of coaches yeah and randy mentioned the twitter at Radius Athletics, mm-hmm. um, this month especially is when uh, the the traffic picks up with the March Madness tournament and the, also the conference tournament. So be sure to follow us there. Uh, both of us will produce a lot of content over the next four weeks that hopefully can be of help to you with that. So if you need anything, please feel free to reach out to us. I think DMs are open on both of our accounts, so sure. more than happy to help out with that. Appreciate all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back onto YouTube, search Radius Athletics. There you'll find the full version of the show in video format. If you're more inclined to listen, just search any podcast platform, a quick timeout, and there you'll find the full version of the show. For Radius Athletics, Randy Sherman and Tony Miller. We'll talk to you again next time on Hoops Forum.